So when Max Verstappen loses his virginity, he'll retire from Formula <laughs> One. And there's the soundbite for the opening of the episode, Jesse. There we go, there's my cold open. Hello and welcome to a brand new season of Formula One. New drivers, new designs, new-ish liveries and some new tracks. There is a lot to look forward to in the coming 23 races. So now is the ideal time to make some predictions and that is exactly what this episode of the Undercut Podcast is all about. Joining me in this foray into fantastical fiction, because let's face it, that's what some of these predictions are, it's Timo Albus Daly and Ellie Mae Taylor. How are you both? I am good, thank you. A little bit tired from the weekend, but good. We had an exhausting weekend together, didn't we? We did. Yeah, a little, little, <laughs> little weekend away, uh, both absolutely knackered after that one. We'll speak no more. Timo, how are you? For context, listeners, classic car show, UK in <laughs> London, no hanky-panky whatsoever. Thank God I'm going to save you from those terrible images that will be plaguing your mind otherwise. Up to that point in the day, I've been doing pretty damn well, so I can't complain apart from that scarring image. Let's move swiftly on and let's not even bother asking how you are, Jesse. Let's just get strange predictions. <laughs> we'll move on to some predictions. I feel that makes a lot of sense after that rather evocative image that i may have accidentally painted um yeah so, yeah yes um so uh, across the three of between the three of us and indeed some of our guests from seasons gone i have asked people to make some predictions for the year ahead in formula one we're going to sort of rattle through those questions that i've asked and look at some of the more interesting answers that we've accrued from uh, the big google spreadsheet that we've put out um so we'll start with the top five drivers and this is the point where I need to try and flick back to find mine because I can't remember them off the top of my head. I've gone for Charles Leclerc wins the championship. George Russell comes second. Max Verstappen third. Sainz fourth. And Lewis fifth. Timo, you've gone... You think we're going to have a new world champion this year as well? I have treated 2023's predictions as very much a bigger and better and better sequel to 2022 predictions in a way that will make them look like a mere footnote in history and I've just decided to throw everything at the wall completely this year. That being said, I fully believe that Carlos Sainz can win the World Championship in 2023 because there'll be so much bickering and infighting between everyone else that he'll just smoothly operate his way in there and come in first place. Hamilton second, Verstappen third, Leclerc fourth and George Russell in fifth. I mean, it's not an unfair set of predictions. Ellie May, you've gone you've gone for a, a familiar face in P1 for certain. Yes, although I would like Sainz to win the championship, I've gone for Max Verstappen winning his third championship, Carlos Sainz in second, Perez in third, Charles Clare in fourth, and Fernando Alonso in fifth. See, I don't think that Fernando Alonso in fifth prediction is as wacky as potentially we think it might be. There's a lot of good rumours coming out of Bahrain after Aston Martin's testing session. So it's not that crazy. And I know uh, Henry, who we had on the other week to talk all things livery, better known as the Hass chap, also joined you in that prediction by season's end. So it's a bold call, but not unfounded. But uh, yeah, things get wilder from here on out. We'll go on to our bottom five, where uh, I asked people to name the drivers that will be finishing 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th and 20th in the end of the season and uh, starting in P16 I've gone for Nico Hulkenberg 17th Nick De Vries 18th Yuki Tsunoda 19th Zhou Guanyu and 20th Logan Sargent I have put Nick 
is one step ahead of that by putting him in P16, because while he is an excellent driver, the Akotauri if it's as quick as its livery makes it look, then ho oh, ho, it's going to be slow. Uh, Joe Guanyu then in 17th. He'll get some points more than last year, but it won't be enough, I don't think. Yuki sadly will be in 18th, despite me wanting him to do well. Logan Sargent down in 19th, and then Common Sense just says Lance Stroll in 20th. Given the fact that he's not starting off the season until possibly Saudi Arabia, he's going to be behind on any points that are possible in that Aston Martin. P20 isn't out of the question for Lance. Ellie May, you've got a very different mix again and a far more sensible one because you made yours. We sat down and did it over lunch on Sunday. So yours is... Yours Why is does a very that make it more set. sensible? That just means, if anything, she's been indoctrinated by you and having to be exposed for you so bloody long that she doesn't know what she's saying. Uh, we'll let the indo- readers decide. <laughs> yeah, readers not indoctr- for a podcast. <laughs> not indoctrinated by him, but we did have a woman from Alpine that was sat opposite us and I felt like I could not say anything bad about Alpine <laughs> because she was there. So Yeah, but, there's a there's a there's a lack of Gasly's and Ocon's in the bottom five. Yes. Uh, I've gone for Oscar Piastri in 16th because I really don't think McLaren are going to do that well this year. I've put Felipe Drogovic in 17th because I think that he, he's even though he's just filling in I think that Aston Martin looks good. So he's going to get quite a lot of points in the races that he does do, which then ends up meaning that he's higher than those that get little to no points. That's that's, that's still a low score for 23 races, though. Mm, but if he only does, say, two races... No, yeah. but I'm saying he's going to be doing, like, all 23 races. That's a bold assumption. Mm. Uh, he's got to really perform well in Bahrain for Lawrence Stroll <laughs> to look at his own son and go. You've not seen my Bahrain Grand Prix predictions yet, which I need to go and change quickly. <laughs> I have not seen them yet. That is a very good point. <laughs> I've gone for Joe Guan Yu in 18th, which pains me a little bit because I I do really want him to do well. I've gone Alex Albon in 19th because I think that Williams hasn't really made a big enough step yet. Um, to be competitive, I've put Yuki Sonoda in 20th, and you'll see that I haven't put Logan Sargent in there because I think he will be 21st. Yeah, I, yeah. see, this is what I mean when she's been sensible about this. She's she's genuinely looked at what's happening, because I made mine ages ago, before before Timo knocked Lance Stroll off his bicycle. Um, so I... Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, my lawyers have taught me to say allegedly. Um, but yes... So Ellie May's possibly made the smartest move of the three of us so far, which is not wholly surprising. She's a smart lass. She um, didn't beat us last year on two less Grand Prix, so... Way more than two less. She did, like, about two-thirds of the Grand Prix we did and dominated us. I was trying to save us a bit of face there, Jesse, but thanks for walking straight into that one. Never mind, eh? <laughs> I was being honest. As a journalist, I cannot tell a lie. in this day and um, age. <laughs> however, if you think that um, Ellie May's ideas are sensible uh we must move on to la our good friend la wilshaw uh she has put in some interesting predictions for her bottom five that include charles leclerc fernando alonso esteban ocon and pierre gasly and honestly my notes next to this say what enormous calamity you're expecting my love because that is a that is a big call from la especially when she considers the fact that 
Ferrari are going to come third in the season. So Sainz is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. That's how but he wins she, the World Championship, Jesse. He, he doesn't because she predicted Sainz to come fifth. No, but it's a mix of mine and hers. It's, it's a plan. I, it's certainly not L plan, but it's a plan. Yeah, Alpine is doing very badly, <laughs> considering as well if both their drivers are in the bottom five. Yeah, but then she also predicted that they might be able to make it home P five overall. So it's going to be maybe it's just going to be season. one of those seasons where, just through sheer calamity, and as you say, it's just very low scoring points for everyone and everyone's just very close all the time we don't no one cracks 100 points over the entire season and that's why it's also kind of mixed it could well be one of those seasons uh we've already mentioned the constructors and the constructors countdown so um i think there's there could be a bit of bickering for this one obviously we already know that timo's set his based off of the livery reveal and the livery ranking we did the other week with the has chap so uh timo's yours is well known to the to the, to the assembled audience with Alfa Tauri coming last and Ferrari winning because they simply have the best looking car. Um, I've put some thought into position. mine. It's a sensible position, surely. But I've put some thought into mine. So Alfa Tauri, I'm actually going to side with you on this one, might lose the championship. Uh, Williams Williams come ninth, McLaren eighth, Haas seventh, Alfa Romeo sixth, Alpine fifth, Aston Martin fourth, Red Bull third, Mercedes second, Ferrari first. Which I feel might raise some questions, but you've remained eerily silent. I don't mind parts of that. Which parts do you mind then by, by process of elimination? Uh, let's see. I would put What's your... Williams above McLaren. Ooh. There we go. I think I don't need to say anything else. Ooh. What's What's your thought process of mis- of Red Bull being third? <laughs> I don't oh, fancy know. that, that she's intrigued about that one. <laughs> I don't know. And looking at it now, I potentially think I might have got Mercedes and Red Bull the wrong way around, but I can just I'm going to save you, being... Jesse. Is it because Checo and Max infighting costs them for a few races before they decide to put Daniel in? And That's... in the meantime, you've got Mercedes just doing Mercedes things. Just, yeah, sweeping up the leftovers. That's I think that's possibly what I was thinking when I wrote this, because I did write these in quite you're... a while back. But, yeah. but then you're predicting... You're predicting then that Checo and Max are going to be close enough to each other to be racing against each other in the races. Yeah, yeah, because Checo decides to not give a fuck like an absolute G. This absolute sends it into turn one of every race from P4. <laughs> he essentially just decides he wants to turn into Fernando Alonso and play a if lot of my games. You're not first, you're last. So let's be last and take everyone with me. <laughs> Daniel Kofiat version 2.0, the torpedo. Um, speaking of more sensibly put together team standings, Ellie May, yours, please. Uh, Williams in 10th, Alpha Tari in 9th, Alpha Romeo in 8th, McLaren 7th, Haas 6th, Alpine 5th. Yep. I'm now questioning my own. Uh, your predictions. <laughs> my own predictions. Mercedes 4th, Aston Martin 3rd. Ferrari second and Red Bull in first. Do not get me wrong. I would love Aston Martin to do well because of Fernando, but you cannot seriously think that with only one driver, they're going to get to third, especially if their second driver is not Drogovic or Vettel. I can, because if 
if Fernando Alonso is in a very good Aston Martin, he's going to do everything in his power to keep Lewis Hamilton behind him. Yeah, but George Russell will be behind them. Yeah, he'll be serving a five second yeah. penalty for wiping someone out of turn one, as yeah. per usual stratagem. Um, across the board, really, it's a pretty general mix of who thinks whose team is going to win the championship. Um, and the midfield is really jumbled up with some of these predictions. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets points allocated to them by season's end. Um, but yeah, there's there's a good spread. Next on our list, we asked everyone for three bold predictions. And this one was a bit of a tricky one. I, I was watching, literally watching people fill this in through the day, looking at as they sort of type something out and then backspace, 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 and then type something out again. Um, there are some interesting calls. I'll start with mine, which is South Africa will be conf- announced for 2024. We will, see a, we will see a new team for 2024 and we'll see a female FP1 drive. I'll take two of those. With Who team will be the FP1. Female? Yeah. I don't want to put a prediction to that, but given the good sense that Alpine have been making at the moment with their sort of Sophia female karting thing, I can see it's either going to be flush or it's going to be pulling. I wouldn't be surprised if they have both of them in across the season. I really wouldn't be. And then they just chuck Jack Dewan in towards the end just so he can sort of stay fresh and ready for when he comes in. Well, to... did... I can't remember her last name now. Carmen Yorda? Carmen Yorda, yeah. Did she ever do a free practice for Renault or was she just... Not on a Grand Prix weekend. No. Because... Yeah, I'll Still still Susie Wolf being the last one. Yeah. Anyway, to less glum topics than F1 failing itself on several things... (laughs) Actually, following it up with F1 failing itself on something, depending on <laughs> how this prediction comes up. Um, after it didn't happen at Abu Dhabi last year, I will have this prediction for the entire year to hope that it actually happens this time. Andretti get confirmed for Formula 1 entry. I will also point out, before I do this next one, I wrote this before we had news about Drogovic. Um, so you, I'm you finished that... writing this one and then you got in a car and knocked Lance Stroll off his bicycle because you knew that Schumacher and Drogovic were lined up as reserves. So this way you'd at least get one quarter of it out of the way early. Ricardo Vettel, Schumacher and Drogovic sub in at some point for a driver over the course of the year. And I mean, I'm not tying myself to this specific one, but Vettel would be great for Japan just mm. because... He said he'd like to do it there if he did come back. And then, as per Red Bull Civil War, Perez retires at the end of 23. There's some sound ones in there. The the ability for them to collect points is up for debate. (laughs) Ellie May? Um, I've said that Dragovic will get a seat for 2024. Uh, Ocon will outperform Gasly and Alonso will win a race. Which I think they all sound like pretty fair predictions. I think given the pace... Carlos going to be if Fernando wins the Spanish Grand Prix before he does. Oh. That's... I mean, I'll I'll happily take it, but how pissed would he be? (laughs) Very annoyed. Especially as he's in a Ferrari. Yeah, quite annoyed. Again, I think it's a good spread. I mean, from the rest of our our answers, um, Ben has put the same as same as me that Alonso will win a win a race. Yeah, but again, 
that's, I don't know if um, that's a thing that should fill you with confidence, Ellie May. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Fraser as well has put Alonso multiple podiums. So multiple podiums is different. Fraser's not well. Race. He is not well looking at some of his other ones. No, we should. Someone checked in on him. <laughs> he, he was fine the other week when we had him on. Uh, and something's not yeah, let's, let's not correlate those two events. Yeah. Um, no, 100%. Nothing to do with the fact that you come on this show and slowly lose your sanity. Um, anyway, Henry, the Haas chap, he's predicted that Max is going to retire at the end of the season, which is a very bold prediction. He's going to get his three titles and just no pout. I was going to say, the the only thing I could see where that would happen was essentially if he does win the championship, because he has said before that he just wanted to win a world championship. He wasn't bothered about records or any of that kind of thing. He was kind of, I'll collect them on my way if they can, but I'm not going to go on my way for them. So maybe he just does decide, I want to go do Le Mans with my dad and focus on that. You never know. You could just, I mean, Brosberg was the most outrageous one on that kind of thing, but this would be kind of hold my beer, mm. hold my Heineken from the one sponsor and go and do endurance racing. Yeah, it's... I, I it's funny to think... see you look on Christian's face as well. It'd be even better than when Caitlin Jenner was talking to him at the Miami Grand Prix last year. <laughs> I also think if he purposefully or accidentally gets Kelly PK pregnant, <laughs> I think he will then retire when he has, if because he's having a family. So when Max Verstappen loses his virginity, he'll retire from Formula <laughs> One. And there's the soundbite for the opening of the episode, Jesse. There we go. There's my cold open. Um, yeah. So Henry's got a very bold prediction. Ben, as usual, has something bold. I don't know if Ben's ever bold or it's just a case of he's stupid. I never know how yes. to spread this, and I, I love him dearly. Very nice guy. Good friend of mine. But Stroll's exit. The Stroll's exit. F one. Not Lance, both Lance and Lawrence, which is going to be interesting because the amount of money that Lawrence has funneled into Aston Martin for him to never going to happen. Get it up to where it's looking post testing, and then does, does Canada have to do what? Does, does, do they have to do what the Mazepin did? Essentially, get Canada to declare war on someone. <laughs> We're going to have some sort of South Park esque storyline here for Canada to have declared war. There is that one Unless... episode. <laughs> Unless Lawrence Stroll has put in so much money into Aston Martin, he's made himself bankrupt and he has to start sell. Yeah, he has to declare bankruptcy and sell them yeah. back to oh uh, VJ Malia. That would be the. I was going to go even summer. earlier than that and just trace the origins back as far. Oh, he sells as it to Eddie Jordan. Yeah. I would love I'll that. I'll it for you or my friend. Um, <laughs> that'd be funny. Can you imagine Jordan coming back with a bright yellow car? I would love that. I want that so much now. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That's anyway. I'm disappointed in a couple of deliveries from this year. There was not a yellow anywhere of that kind of thing. No, not enough yellow. Um, so yeah, he's possibly he and LA Wilshire are smoking the same crack because they've some weird predictions from Ben there. Um, Megan, I believe this is Megan Maurer from what's her podcast called? I can't remember. Yes. That podcast. Break Check F1, F1 podcast. That's it. Someone oh. listens to it. It's me. I listen to it every now and then, um, but our, our friend from America, our North America correspondent, Megan Maurer, has predicted that Oscar wins before Lando does, which, looking at Lando's luck, 
on like a purely sort of luck based carry a rabbit's foot in your back pocket sort of thing isn't unlikely. I did message us saying I very much love that prediction because it would be incredibly funny. <laughs> it would be funny, but equally, it's relying a lot on that McLaren getting somewhere where it's ultimately. No, no, yeah. it just means you need a crazy Monaco or a Budapest 21 situation, or oh. it's the Italian. Grand Prix. Yeah, it, it could be done. Especially if he comes second, then Norris again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be brutal. Um, and then we've got. Pulled, <laughs> yeah, I pulled one from Jacob as well, our good friend of the podcast, Jacob, with Lando leaves McLaren for Sauber, which he has, he has long term predictions for that because he thinks that Lando will join Audi at some point. I th- I think that's kind of sensible. If McLaren have a really bad year again, he's go- he's going to want to leave. Yeah, what's to stop him doing so? Him sort of selling himself out of his contract because he's still got f- after this year. Four It'd be years until the end of twenty four, isn't it? Or is it I, he signed a that? he signed a mega contract. Mm. He's with them till like twenty seven, twenty eight. I think he's got a stupid long contract. But equally, that would seem going to Salber where Andreas. I was going to say, is? would you rather have? Mm. Yeah, so it's pre relationship. But would you rather see him partnering Bottas or Joe then? Ooh, it would be Porsche Bottas. by that point. Yeah, true. <laughs> Irrelevant. I th- <laughs> I like um, well I think it's interesting that Jacob's also put that Alpha Tower will be sold by Red, Red Bull. Bull yes because mm. that's been touted in the news uh, who's buying it Pantera let's go with them what the rock band or the people that no made... the one that are looking to get into F1 <laughs> really well sure why not it mm. will be you wanted a suggestion Another fashion brand will buy it. So it'll be like Benetton again. Prada. George <laughs> Biazda. <laughs> it's a very good value F1 car. Doesn't look great. MS clothing, it's... because then it's not just an F1 car. It's an MS, MS F1, F1 car. car. <laughs> or you go for something like um, Victoria's Secret, because it's going to be quite sort of lacy and lightweight. And I think that's what you need in an F1 car. Those suits will be fun. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, with little tassels. Um, anyway, we'll move on before I get completely sidetracked by my own thoughts there about... You've got to keep Bottas, then. You've got to move Bottas over there, actually, because he's oh. already doing that from Drive to Survive. Yeah, just completely yeah. assless. Um, <laughs> we'll move on from that to uh, name every podium sitter. So I think there's some obvious ones on the list, especially between all, all three of us have all gone for both um red bull drivers both mercedes drivers and both ferrari drivers it's after this point things begin to diverge and obviously again i wrote these predictions before testing so i've got mando norris on my list i've also got espen ocon pierre gasly valtteri bottas fernando alonso and daniel ricardo i've gone over a similar vein but have kept up with megan and said oscar piastri esteban ocon valtteri bottas fernando alonso and our good friend Alex Albon. I have less podium sitters. Um, so, yeah, apart from the usual, the only other ones I've got are Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, and Nico Hulkenberg. You reckon this will be the year he breaks his duck? Yes. It will be his year. I mean, you're joining... Said every Ferrari fan every year since <laughs> 1984. <laughs> um you're joining LA in that prediction of Nico breaking his duck, so potentially sharing the crack with the group. I don't know. Um, let everyone have a hit of that crack pipe. I don't Dabbling. know. Dabbling. Yeah. 
Hot box. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben has gone for K-Mag to podium, and I can't wait for that race because that will be exciting. Um, and Magdalena has predicted Mick on the podium, or at least she did when I wrote this. She was still editing it as I went along. Um, That'd be fun if he was Mick on the podium is, and the Dutch Grand Prix and Max wasn't. be a nice change of pace what? because the Dutchies would still be happy. What I would love is for Nick de Vries to get to win <laughs> the um, circuit of the Americas and they get Shaquille O'Neal to give <laughs> the trophy. Mini Mario and Donkey Kong would be hilarious. <laughs> You've got to get Yuki on the podium as well, then, to make you... You've got to actually get Nick second and Yuki third and then have whoever the tallest one is in first just Best to really balance things out. There we go. You wouldn't be able to get them all in one camera shot. That's It'd why be it'd be so great. weird. You're saying how no. annoying it's been to photograph the Mercedes. Try this on for size. <laughs> You've got to have DeFries first and then Ocon third and see if Ocon is still if taller. The level <laughs> matches up, yeah. That'd be brilliant. Um, we'll move on to the next question asked, which was rookie watch. And um, the three of us have all agreed that the rookies aren't going to be beaten by their teammates, apart from Timo, who thinks that Piastri will beat Lando. Otherwise, DeVries is best I'm just, I'm just not in a big Lando mood at the moment. So I'm just like, Piastri, come on, it'd be funny. Yeah, I mean. And also, if you're going to replace Daniel Ricciardo, you've got to do well for it to be worth it for me, because otherwise, it's even more pain than we need at the moment. So, Piastri, by that logic, has to go and beat Lando. Very fair, very fair. Fraser also joins you in that, which is possibly a sign that we really need to check in on this guy. He is, <laughs> he needs some help. This he's crying out for it. This is a cry of pain for them. This man. is why he does F two normally. He's much uh, more at home there. <laughs> yeah, uh, he also thinks that Yuki will beat Nick. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Yuki's got to come good at some point. I was, was trying to toy with it, but then I was like, DeFries is a world champion, so probably not. But I, was I also... want Yuki to do well. But yeah. I mean, the man was himself was surprised he got a contract renewal. That doesn't make it great when you're trying to be on his side for these kinds of things. Yeah. And well... I thought about it as well, but I just also watched the Drive to Survive episode about Yuki Sonoda. So I was like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Where did Yuki Sonoda come at Monza? Good question. Because if Nick DeFries beat him in a Williams, which was the worst of all. <laughs> I don't think you're about to like where this is going. You know which way this is about to go. Okay, so in qualifying, Nick DeVries, 13th. Yuki Sonoda, 15th. In the race, Famously, Nick DeVries, ninth, scored two points, needed uppies to get out of his car. Yuki Sonoda, 14th. He was down a lap. Hey, uh, yeah. So, uh, mm. Nick's so good. Um, it could be an interesting one. I think they'll be the ones, that'll be the pairing with a rookie to watch out for, I think, for certain. Another pairing that I asked people to keep an eye on was the French feud. Um, I was looking for the points difference between the two Alpine drivers. I didn't ask for which way it was going to go. didn't want to know whether it was going to be um, Gasly versus Ocon. I just wanted to know how many points would be that gap. And the highest we got to was 47 at the time of going to air, at least, um, with Magdalena predicting the gap between Ocon and Gasly being 47. And then LA and Henry both thinking it's going to be a close-run thing between the two French drivers with a 12-point gap, which is quite interesting. 
I can't remember how we all did on this one. I think we all settled fairly close to each other. We were within 15 points. I said points. 20 points. Yeah, within I went 35 and anime over 27, pretty much slap bang in the middle. Do you know why I went for 27? Is that because Nico Hulkenberg's race number? Yes. There we go. <laughs> She's so predictable at times, isn't she, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. Um, the next question I asked was, who will have the most DNFs? This can be mechanical retirement. This can be bending it in the wall. Starting the race and not making it to the end. Timo singing the praises, or rather lack thereof, of Lance Stroll. Anyway, you've gone for Yuki. I went for Logan Sargent. A lot of people have said Yuki, actually. Mm. They've gone Yuki or Stroll. Yes. I sort of totted it up quickly. It's an equal split at the moment, Matt, but for between Yuki and Stroll, with a vote for Joe and a vote for Nico in there as well. The Nico one pains me a bit. Uh, I'll tell you who voted for Nico. It was Alice. Alice. Fraser. Oh, Alice. Okay. Alice from Perfect Passion, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out. There we go. That's my job done. Uh, Fraser went for Joe, which was interesting. Ooh. Possibly yeah, signed that whatever. Out possibly a sign that whatever fever dream he was in is lightening up because Joe did have a lot of retirements last year but that was mostly engine related Mm. Um, so it's yeah an interesting spread across the board and certainly one to keep an eye on Um, the next question I asked was will Las Vegas suck and I got some fantastic answers for this one I said yes Timo you said no in bold is that sarcasm or do you just genuinely think it would be a good race no, I just think you know what someone's got to be stupidly optimistic and it's more fun if I'm the one doing that, especially after all the muck I've been spreading on it. So why not? Fair enough. So it's an optimistic no. Yes. He he okay. wants it to be good and is voting with his feet in this regard. Anyway, you've called it car park as exciting as Ben does not think it will be interesting. Jacob has typed out shite. Uh, Fraser has gone <laughs> obviously. Um obviously. Uh, LA has put what happens in Vegas. Henry, duh. Uh, Magdalena, absolutely. Um, AJ, yes. Alice, no. And that rounds out the list there. So overwhelming consensus is it's going to be a pretty terrible race. Um, although Ben and Timo think that it's going to be good. I will cap- I will just put a little asterisks and say as it's on a Saturday night, alcohol may impact my viewing of it, and therefore I may just perceive it to be better than it is. But that should we do an, being good. Should we host a Las Vegas watch party and all just get really drunk? Are you buying the flights? Oh, Not take... to Las Vegas, I mean a host party <laughs> in the UK. Oh. I mean, as this podcast well knows, me getting drunk while recording things for it is by no means not a tricky thing. Um, But we won't dwell on that. We'll move on to the quickest pit stop. And again, we've got a mix across the board. Um, Mostly it's Red Bull, Mercedes and McLaren getting a look in on this one, which I think is odd that McLaren have got a look in on it. Yeah, they're good at pit stops. They were good at something. Weren't they the quickest last year? They had one or two quickest at a couple of events. But not overall. That's what I'm looking for here. 2022 was it the DHL fastest pit stop award. Oh shit, it's still McLaren. Yeah, 1.98 with Darren Ricciardo in Mexico. Yeah, That's quite funny considering. How little we doubted that. That's... I still yeah, don't that's think they were this year. I think it's a reasonable 
prediction. You've still said Red Bull anyway. I've still said Red Bull, <laughs> but like I was I was toying between the two and then I went, nah, I'll stick with my boys. Stick with her homies. Um we'll move on to the next question, which was favorite race. And this was just simply a case of what do you think is going to be your favorite race this season? I put Monza, Timo, you put Silverstone, Ellie made Baku. Explain yourselves. Silverstone's uh, a classic. I don't need to explain myself. Uh, I thought Monza, but you had already put it. Uh, Baku has had some crazy races. Emphasis on some, but... <laughs> so the excitement is going to come from it being a crazy race sort of thing. Yes. Mm. Okay. I'll roll with that. I reckon Monza's going to be good. I was robbed of a good Monza last year, so I feel that the universe owes me one. Uh, Ben's gone pretty quick. I hope I get Monza tickets this year and it's an absolute classic and Jesse's just got to sit there and squirm. I'll be going going to a different foreign event this year. I've got a different globe-trotting adventure to go on, maybe. Um, My bank account currently says zero, so it's unlikely. Um, Ben predicted Silverstone, Jacob, Brazil, Fraser, Silverstone, LA, Monaco? interesting again possibly been hitting that funky funky chemicals um henry baku magdalena silverstone exclamation mark uh aj saudi arabia alice monaco i don't want it but the most exciting race to be saudi arabia because that's the second race in the calendar imagine then the rest of the calendar's warring it would be a bit like last year then that would be pretty dull <laughs> yeah I mm, don't vibe with that. The next question was the same sort of thing, but reversed. I was looking for people to predict what would be their least favourite race. And I think by a long shot, Miami comes out as the least favourite race amongst all the people we've polled. I certainly think it will be my least favourite race. Um, Also joining me is, well, technically Jacob by going that American one. So I don't know if he hints at Miami or (laughs) Las Vegas with that one. Jacob is covering himself there. Yeah, coy as ever. Henry also predicting Miami. Magdalena just being blunt and saying all US races. Um, AJ <laughs> and Alice agreeing with me on Miami being terrible. I vote Imola. I, I think it is good for endurance racing, but it is not good for Formula One. I would admit that I forgot about Miami. Which technically means she voted for Miami. <laughs> um, so I put Qatar. I think Qatar could also be boring. Jesus Christ, woman. Leave it alone. Aside from the obvious issues, race-wise, it's very nice. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, there's... MotoGP's excellent, though. Interesting spread across... MotoGP there is excellent, but yeah. Um, So we've got an interesting spread of least favourite races, but by and large, it seems to be we think that Miami is going to prove to be a bit cack once more the final question i asked and someone's asked in response guess bot has his points and they've someone simply put why um because it'd be interesting it's it's a middle a decent driver middling car it's gonna be tricky to predict his points i've gone for 49 Eddie may's gone for 39 timo you've gone for the sex number 69 um literally all the thought process that went into that fantastic i can read your mind um and then it's a sort of interesting. Ellie May nodding her head was... in approval there, just for all you listening at home. No, the the exact opposite, because I knew that would be the reason, and just didn't want to entertain oh, the thought. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, the highest across the board was LA predicting Bottas is going to get seventy five points, and Ellie, you're the lowest with thirty nine. 
So interesting split there, and uh, we'll have to see what happens. And if any of our predictions come true, I think we're on for an interesting season. And if any of LA's come true, we'll know the universe is ending and pigs can fly. So, um, yeah. That's, I think that's, it's for Fraser, really. Yeah. Well, someone should check in on him. I, he Does he want someone to just hold his hand and tell him it's going to be okay? I don't Which, know. Crazily, Fraser and LA were on the same team when they did the pub quiz. Oh, God. Who's corrupted it? who? <laughs> Who's corrupted who? Good Lord. Oh, no. What have we done? They didn't have Craig there to... Uh... No. They needed... Oh. What a damn shame. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. On that bombshell. Yeah, on that bombshell. Um, <laughs> we'll be back shortly with a preview of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Until then, you can find Timo at... Well, Timo, why don't you tell us where people can find you? Just about gosh darn everywhere, to be perfectly honest. On the curves, Paddock Passion, Is It Fast, Paddock Sorority, Natural Works Podcast, and of course Instagram, where if you are looking at it during this week, when it is released, this podcast, then you will see my first all-foreign interview in good old Italian. I didn't know you knew Italian. Neither did I. It's a hidden talent, apparently. Kind of arousing. Anyway, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me managing our tiktok account and helping to manage our instagram page i've just put on some pictures of the london classic car show and i will be creating a tiktok for it as well so keep your eyes peeled for both of them all the good stuff to come on there indeed and if you for whatever reason want more of me um you can find me writing for classic car weekly where I have news, reviews, auctions, auction results, and all sorts coming through in the world of classic cars. You can also find me across Instagram and Twitter as at Jesse on Cars, and hopefully refiring up my old YouTube account because I haven't done anything on it in ages. So I feel that the people have been missing out. So probably worth subscribing to that one and hitting the notification bell once you remember to subscribe to this, the Undercut Podcast. Mm-hmm.